0: Welcome to Sound Solutions, a series of free audio tapes produced by Braille Institute of America. The tape you are listening to and all the others in the series provide practical information to adults and their families who are dealing with sight loss. The professional staff and many of the students at Braille Institute collaborated to provide the information, tips and practical solutions to living life independently in spite of sight loss. For this tape, we've borrowed some familiar characters from a story you'll recognize. We hope you'll enjoy senses and sensibilities in the spirit in which it is offered and that you'll think about the ways you can apply the ideas that are presented. Remember that the goal is to discover ways to live life as independently as possible. We know you can do it. When your sense of sight is diminished, You may feel lost, isolated from the rest of the world. We depend so heavily on our eyes to guide us through life, we may forget that we have other senses to help us. There are ways to improve the use of these remaining senses. To learn about some of them, let's take a trip back in time, back to the 19th century, to visit a familiar figure as he warms himself in front of his fireplace.
1: Here it is Christmas again, my favorite time of the year. I can hardly believe it's been only ten years since I hated Christmas. Called Tumbug. <laughs> uh, only wish I could see them singing outside my window. Who can that be? I'm coming! I'm coming! Ow! Blast it! Who put that footstool there, let us. Oh!
2: Mm. Merry Christmas! Well, who is that? Fred. <laughs> is it you? Well, yes, sir. It's you don't you don't recognize me. Oh, of course I recognize you. It's just dark. Come on in, come on. Peace, come in. But Uncle, there's there's a lot of light outside tonight. The gas lights are lit, and, and there's a big bonfire across the
1: street. Well, and all never mind the about never, and... never, never, never mind about that. What brings you here tonight,
2: Fred? Well, I, I came to wish you a merry Christmas, Uncle, and to invite you to share Christmas dinner with us again this year, if you would. Well, it's very kind of you, boy, but I don't think I'll be able to make it this year. But why not, sir? It it, it won't truly be Christmas without you. Oh, we've all gotten so used to celebrating with you for these past, heavens, ten years.
1: It's- well, it, nonetheless, uh, I just don't feel up to it this year. I'm not getting any younger, you know, and there's so much hustle and bustle, so much going on. And, uh, you, you understand.
2: I, well, no, I don't. Frankly, I don't, sir. I, we'll all miss you. But I suppose you have your reasons. I, yeah, I,
1: yeah. But I
2: hope you'll reconsider. I'm I'm dashing off to the market now to select the Christmas goose. Don't say no now, please. All right. I'll at least think I'll, it over. I'll think it over. You run along. I've got things I have to do, too. Yes, sir. Well, then, uh, good night. Good night. Have you. A pleasant evening to you, Uncle.
3: A pleasant evening to you, Uncle Scrooge. What? I came in through the door, and I mean through the door. Uh, It's me, Marley. (laughs) Pete's sake, not you again. I thought you were going to leave me in peace after the last time. Alas, Ebenezer, looks like you need my help again. Uh, I volunteered because as a reward for the last time of reforming you from an old skin flint to a decent human being, I got to lose those chains I was carrying around.
1: Oh, yeah, well, I wondered why you weren't clinking and clanking like a junkyard this time. What do you mean, help? I don't need your help.
3: Oh, contraire. You've been stumbling around in the dark now for six months. You can't fool me, Ebenezer. I know you've lost most of your sight. You're spying on me from the other side. Just like you, Marley. What can you do to help me? Well, gee, I can remind you that you have four other senses that you can use to make your life easier. At least you could stop bumping into the Chippendale. Go away, Marley. I don't need any help from a corpse. I'm not a corpse any longer, you stubborn old poodle. I'm a spirit, and it's my job to help you whether you want it or not, just like last time. So, you will be visited by three spirits tonight. Oh,
1: no, not again. These
3: are very different from the three spirits of Christmas Ebenezer. The first will appear at the stroke of midnight. Now, behave yourself and pay attention to what they tell you. You'll be very glad you did. Merry Christmas, Ebenezer.
1: Marley. I love the hat. Marley, are you there? (laughs) He's gone. Frat, I hate it when he does that. Why didn't he use the door like everybody else? Three spirits. Bah, humbug. (laughs) Haven't said that in years. Ten, eleven, twelve. Chimes are handy when you can't see the clock on the wall. Midnight, time for the first spirit, I suppose. Oh! There you are. You you
4: startled me. Of course I startled you. That's what I do. I'm a ghost. Ah. Say, they won't let me smoke my cigar over here. Have you got any gum? Spirit gum, that is. Uh, uh, Oh, well, never mind. Now, what's your problem, Scroogey? Sight loss? Well, don't despair. I'm the spirit of hearing, and I'm here to give you some sound advice. And don't worry. I've got the straight scoop. After all, I'm not a red hearing, you know. I'm not even a kippered hearing.
1: Oh, this is going to be a long night. But, spirit... Won't my other senses become sharper to compensate for my sight
4: loss? Sorry, old boy, that's just a myth. But you can learn to use your ears more efficiently, and not just to hang your glasses on. Why, at your age, you're lucky you still have your hearing. (laughs) But you're going to have to work at this, you know. you you got to pay attention to what you hear. So first, let's work on sound discrimination. Sound discrimination? What in the world is sound discrimination? (laughs) Well, it's a very important sensory skill, my friend. It's the ability to tell the difference in the quality of the sounds you hear. For example, you can practice this by listening to the sounds of the various carriages and delivery wagons outside. Go on. Go ahead. You hear them? Oh, yeah. A, it's a carriage, I believe. Right. And soon you'll be able to tell which is which. Uh, here's another one. Uh, have you got a coin? Coin? I don't know about a coin. Uh no. mm-hmm. huh. Old habits die hard, huh? Come on, Scroogey. I don't want it. Won't do me any good anyway. You keep it. But drop it on the floor. Drop the coin on the floor.
1: I, I don't think I would ever... Oh,
4: come on, Scroogey. If you're going to repeat everything I say, we'll be here all night. Well, come to think of it, we will be here all night. At least you will. Go ahead, drop it on the floor, but don't look at it face. All right. Good. Now, now pick another one at random out of your pocket and, and drop it.
1: Never been able to throw money away.
4: Ah, don't worry, you'll get them back. Now then, did you hear the difference in the sound between the two? Now, what was the first one?
1: Oh, uh, yes, I, I, I could hear a difference. The first one was probably a uh, shilling. The second one a halfpenny.
4: You got it! (laughs) All right, now keep practicing these little exercises and you'll find that you'll soon be able to tell one sound from another. While your ears will help make you feel more secure wherever you are. Now we're going to work on sound localization. This skill will enable you to detect the direction of a sound and estimate how far away its source is. Now, when you hear a sound, imagine you're facing a clock. If the sound comes from directly to your right, you'd say that sound is at 3 o'clock. Directly left, 9 o'clock. A little above and in front of you, 12 o'clock. Do you get it? I think so, yeah. Well, good. Let's try it. Okay, Scroogey, here I am. Can you see me? No, I can't. The room is too dim. Well, good. Now, tell me where this sound is coming from.
5: La, 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 la,
4: At, uh, three o'clock. Very good, Scroogey. Now, how about this one? <laughs> it's coming from nine o'clock. Nine. No, I'd say eleven. Uh, it sounds like you're floating up near the ceiling. <laughs> Excellent. I do believe you're getting the hang of this. You even picked up that I was levitating. Okay, now... Hey! Author fat, don't do that! Oh, sorry, Scroogey. Now, here's a few ways you can put sound localization to use. When somebody enters a room and starts talking to you, always turn and face them, like you're doing now. That helps you pinpoint exactly where they are. If you have a clock in another part of the house that strikes the hours, you can follow the sound right to it. Or tell exactly where your whistling tea kettle is without burning yourself. Another thing to keep in mind is that the quality of sound changes in different environments. For example, if I dance on your hardwood floor, it sounds different than if I dance on your wall, like Fred Astaire. And who? Get down from there! Well, all right. But you get the idea, right? Yeah, I, I think so. Oh, hello, I must be going. Time flies like an arrow, and fruit flies like bananas. (laughs) So long, Scroogey. It's been unreal. Wait, spirit, what about my coins? I can't... I I I can't find my coins. Ah, don't worry, Scroogey. That's somebody else's job. Wait, wait. I don't understand. You mean another... another spirit?
1: Don't call me Scroogey. He's gone.
6: Drat. Oh wait a minute! That's my line. Drat indeed! That's my yes. Can't okay, ever saying my line. We'd never get anything done. Well, another spirit. Which one are you? I am the spirit of touch. Yes, the most important sense of all after sight loss. Yes. And I suppose you're here to teach me how to feel things. Ah, uh, precisely. Uh, you see, the first thing you should know is the difference between touching something and really feeling it. Ah, you have to pay attention. You have to focus on it. Ah, I bet you'd like to find those coins you
1: dropped, wouldn't you? I certainly would, Spirit. I can't see them, but I know about where they are from the sounds they made when I dropped them.
6: Ah, very good. You're making progress already. Ah, now sit down there on that hassock. Ah, lean forward. Put your hand flat on the floor. Ah, that's right. And now move your hand around slowly in a circle, making wider and wider circles. I can't seem to find them, Ah, Keep at it, my good man. There's money at stake. Ah, I feel them. Yes, I've got them. I've got them both. (laughs) It works. I did it. Of course you did it, my ancient Ah, If you concentrate, you can easily tell which coin is
1: which, can't you? Yes, I shilling is larger, heavier. The haypenny is smaller. Aha!
6: All you have to do is concentrate,
1: and you'll find you can
6: identify things in your home by how they feel. Uh, for instance, you have brown sugar, and you got white sugar in two different canisters. Remember, the brown sugar is heavier because it's more dense. Has a coarser texture. And mm-hmm. uh, Now, come over here to the other side of the room for a minute. All right. Uh, of course, you're familiar with your own house, but when you're in an unfamiliar place, a good trick is to use your hand in front of you, touching the wall, to guide yourself along. Uh, also, you can keep from bumping into things if you hold your other arm out in front of you a bit and bend your arm across your chest with your hand in front of you, sort of like a car bumper. what? I've uh, cut uh, never mind. Go on and try it. Ah, uh, that's it. Chest level, uh about a foot out from your body. Cup your hand loosely. Palm out. Excellent. Uh remember the statue on the small table near the grandfather clock? Of course. Uh, I bet you looked at it many a time admiring its beauty. Yeah, well, yes, I have. Well, my good man, its beauty is not lost to you. Just because your eyes are dim. Put your hands on it. Feel the curves, its coolness, its texture. You can admire it in a whole new way.
1: Oh, yeah, Spirit,
6: you're right. I can recall it in my mind's eye as I touch it. And here's another thing to keep in mind. Remember, your hand is not the main organ of touch.
1: It it isn't.
6: I know indeed, my good man. Your whole skin is your organ of touch. Your face, your tongue, your feet. Ah, uh, even your air. My what? Ah, uh, let's move on here. What you need to do is concentrate on familiarizing yourself with the shape, sizes, and textures of all the objects in your house, especially in the kitchen. You'll soon learn to tell an apple from a pear by its shape, or an onion from a tomato. Uh, feeling a mug of tea before you drink it uh, can save you from burning yourself. And remember, a pottery mug feels different from a pewter mug. Of course your sense of smell will work with touch for many of those things, but that's a bailiwick of another spirit. As a matter of fact, here she comes now. What a diaphanous apparition. Time for me to depart.
7: Farewell, my boy. She? Oh, hiya, big boy. <laughs> what is that heavenly aroma chanel number one scroogey number five won't be invented for another hundred years and i'm sure you've guessed i'm the spirit of smell and taste i do both of them because they work so close together Ooh, i love to work close together like your other senses your nose knows and your tongue will tell Learn to trust them, to identify things all around you. Ooh, and they'll save you a lot of grief.
1: You mean like being able to smell which spice is which in my kitchen? Mm. Or or taste when my vegetables are cooked
7: enough? You betcha, bingo. Uh Smell can tell an onion from a radish, lettuce from cabbage, and a lemon from a grapefruit. And so can... Taste, oh, yeah, very important. Be sure to smell leftovers in your pantry. Be sure they aren't spoiled. You can't very well feel them until and, and you don't want to have to taste them either.
1: Yeah, well, all of that makes good sense in my house, but... What about when I go out?
7: Oh, when you're outside, you can tell where you are by the odors when you pass the tobacconist and the leather shop and the bakery. Mm. Get the idea? Mm. You know, taste and smell really powerful senses. Oh, mm, you can learn to use them to make your world an exciting old place, but you have to work at it. Get it?
1: Yes. Oh, yes, spirit, I understand. This is, this is wonderful. I always took my other senses for granted, but now they give me a whole new way of experiencing the world. (laughs) (laughs)
7: Wonderful! (laughs) Right, as rain, old boy. Learn to use all your senses together. It takes effort and practice, and oh, but believe me, it's worth it. Well, scroogey Pooh, time for me to hit the road. So, so long, big boy.
1: She's gone. Only that perfume lingers. Oh, wonderful. Well, now that those spirits are gone, I feel lonesome. They certainly were helpful. Can't wait to start practicing the new skills I've learned. Now, who can that be at this hour? Another spirit? All those others came right through the door. Come in! Mr. Scrooge? You're not a spirit. Timothy Cratchit, I can tell by the sound of your voice. What are you doing out so late?
5: I had to run to the apothecary to get some cold medicine for Mother, Mr. Scrooge. He wasn't happy about being waked up either. Ah. I passed your house and saw you moving around. I just thought I'd make sure you were all right. That's
1: very thoughtful of you, my boy. Come in and warm yourself by the fire.
5: Thanks, sir, but I can't stay. I must get this medicine home to Mother. I just wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas.
1: Oh, thank you, boy, and the same to you and all your family. Your father's doing a fine job of running the firm since I retired. And we certainly can't call you Tiny Tim anymore, can we?
5: (laughs) No, sir. I'm six foot two now, and thanks to your generosity over the years, I no longer need my crutch, although I have a slight limp. Uh,
1: Before you go, Tim, would you mind doing an old man two small favors?
5: Not at all, sir. What are they?
1: Well, first thing tomorrow, I want you to run over to my nephew Fred's house and tell him I would be delighted to join him for Christmas dinner. I can't wait to smell that roast goose, to savor the taste of the wine, to hear... The carols and the conversation, and give everybody a big hug.
5: I'll be happy to tell tell 'em you're coming, Mr. Scrooge. And what's the second thing?
1: Uh, say it one more time for me, would you? Say what, sir? Oh, you know, what you used to say when you were when you were tiny.
5: All right. God bless us, everyone.
1: Yeah, indeed, God bless us, everyone.
0: You've been listening to Senses and Sensibilities, one of the audio tapes in the series, Sound Solutions. We hope you found the information helpful for you, your family, and friends. These tapes are available free of charge from Braille Institute, a private nonprofit organization committed to eliminating blindness and severe sight loss as a barrier to the fulfillment of life. Sound Solutions was made possible by the generosity of the H.N. and Francis Berger Foundation, the Fritz B. Burns Foundation, and from thousands of individuals. If you would like more information about anything you heard in this tape, about other tapes in the series, or about Braille Institute, please call our toll-free number, 1-800-BRAILLE. That's one 800 272 4553. Thank you for listening to Braille Institute's Sound Solutions.